What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Have you ever known some alleged Christians uh, who just can't seem to get it together? They just keep stumbling year after year. Every time you see them, instead of them getting better, it seems like they are getting worse. They're getting involved in all kinds of stuff that just should not be. You, you've known them for years, and they, they don't seem to get stronger. As the scripture says, instead of enjoying the meat of the word, they are still drinking the milk. Second Chronicles 34, 1-7 says, Josiah was eight years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. He did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. And he followed the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David. In his twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places. Astropoles and idols. Under his direction, the altars of the Baals were torn down. He cut to pieces the incense altars that were above them and smashed the astropoles and idols. These he broke to pieces and scattered all over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the priest on their altars. And so he purged Judah. And Jerusalem, 6th verse says, In the towns of Massana, Ephraim, and Simeon, as far as Nepali, and in the ruins and around them, he tore down the altars and the astropoles, and crushed the idols to powder, and cut to pieces all the incense altars throughout Israel. Then he went back to Jerusalem. This is what we're up against. They they just keep going to places that are not good. These are the folks we know who are allegedly Christian and know the Lord. We've told them in and out time and again. They've come to us and we've gone to them because we see it. And we've preached to them and we've witnessed to them and we've testified to them. And they just keep hanging around folk who mean them no good. They just keep doing things that are not questionable. They're wrong. They keep doing all kinds of unwholesome acts. And they just keep at it. It makes no Christian sense, and they know it, but it's like they can't control themselves, or either they won't control themselves. And you want to say to them, like the angel said to Mary Magdalene, what are you looking for? Why do you seek the living among the dead? Can you just be honest with yourself for just a second? And ask yourself this question. What are you looking for? In these places that you go, what is it that you're looking for? 
And, and can I ask you uh, another personal question? Why are you looking for it here? You see, too many of us are seeking things and people that we have no business with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you can't keep that stuff and those people and grow. We are passing through this life. This is not our home. And those people that you've been hanging out with, you you can't see that they're not up to any good. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three a says, "Do not be missled. Bad company corrupts good character." And then Proverbs eighteen twenty four says, "One who has unreliable friends soon." comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now, I want to be clear here. I'm not saying everybody you know who does bad things is a horrible bad person. I'm simply saying you've got to be careful so that the bad things they do don't rub off on you and you start doing bad things and think it's okay because they're your friend. Yes, we have friends that are questionable. All of us do. At the same time, the question is, are the good things you do rubbing off on them or are the bad things they do rubbing off on you? You see, true fulfillment comes only through a personal relationship with Christ. And if that's what you're looking for in going to those places you go to and hanging out with the folks you hang out with, you need to check yourself. You know, we, we're going to spend eternity somewhere, either with God or with the devil. The question for you would be, where are you planning on spending eternity? And then you live your life accordingly. If your answer is with the Lord, then shouldn't you be preparing for that journey? Shouldn't you be reading the word and attending a qualified Bible study of sorts? Whether it's a podcast, whether it's a church, whether it's a Bible study group, whatever. As long as you're getting closer to the Lord. Shouldn't you be listening to a a qualified preacher on a regular basis. And notice I said qualified preacher because all preachers aren't qualified. Let's just be real. Huh? H have you examined the word of God? Do you want to get to know the God of the Bible? If you do, then you need a paradigm shift. You need to spend some quality time alone with God. And in the process of that, you need to be digging into his word. Sometimes you need to fast. You should always pray. And you ought to praise God and lift him up. Make time for him in your life. huh? 
This will give you depth and understanding. And this will give you spiritual discernment so that who you hang out with and where you go and what you do will be in line with the word of God. Huh? Do you realize that we all need consistent, unhurried, quality time with God? We need quiet time with just him and us. It's like that song in the garden. It says, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. Obviously, that's early in the morning with no disruptions, nobody but you and God around at that time. And says, the voice I hear falling on my ear, the son of God discloses. And what happens? He walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I'm his own and all the joy we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. (coughs) Did you know that the more you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life and to work his word into your heart, the more you want him and the more you want him, the less you want of sin. That works together. Obedience will start to actually come natural to you. Your heart will be pricked and changed like in 2 Corinthians 5.17. When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person on the inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life has begun. A change takes place. A wonderful change. All of this brings us closer to God, but it is up to us to aggressively pursue the things of God, just like we aggressively pursue the things of this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what's happening. We're getting interference. Somebody's running interference. We're getting blocked. We're not getting closer to God because we're getting blocked by the things in our path. And we are allowing them or we're putting them there. huh? And so I ask you again, what are you looking for? Is it a closer walk with God? Or are you just existing as a Christian? Just one of those, well, I go to church. I sit there. I listen to the word. I read the Bible sometimes. I go back home and... uh, do what I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot of us fall in that. And that's why we cannot grow. Deuteronomy 4:29 says, "But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul." Proverbs 8:17 says, "I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me." And then Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. So our whole attitude is going to be affected by our relationships. Now, who are our relationships with? And what are our relationships with? Is it with Christ? 
Is it with his word? Or is it with the things of this world? You see, the things and the people we hang out with tell off on us. They don't have to say a word. Our character comes through by who we have been with. No man can meet Christ and stay the same. When we pursue God with our whole heart and, and with diligence, oh my God, something happens to us. Huh? We, we, we grow spiritually. We realize how good God is. We become more thankful for what he has already done and where he has brought us any feeling of waning passion passes by and we fall in love with God again and again and again. Even if our flame has begun to wane, we are reignited by the spirit of the Lord, by his word. That's what God does for us. Huh? Deuteronomy 4.21 says, Preach. Preach. The Lord was angry with me because of you. And he solemnly swore that I would not cross the Jordan and enter the good land. And the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. I will die in this land. I will not cross the Jordan. This is Moses talking to the children of Israel. He's preaching. You are about to cross over and take possession of this good land. And be careful. Don't you forget the covenant of the Lord, your God, that he made with you. Do not make yourselves idols in the form of anything the Lord, your God, has forbidden for the Lord your God is a consuming fire and a jealous God. Preach Moses. After you've had children and grandchildren and have lived in the land a long time, if you then become corrupt and make any kind of idol, doing evil in the eyes of the Lord your God and arousing his anger, I will call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you this day that you will quickly perish from the land that you're crossing. This Jordan that you're possessing. You will not live there long, but will certainly be destroyed. The Lord will shatter and scatter you among the people. And only a few of you will survive among the nations to which the Lord will drive you. There you will worship man-made gods because that's what you wanted. That's who you wanted to be with. That's who you wanted to hang around. Gods of wood and stone. Gods which cannot see or hear or eat or smell. But if there you seek the Lord your God, if that's what you want, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart. When you 
are in distress and all these things have happened to you in this world. Then in the latter days, you return to the Lord your God and obey him. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon you. He will not destroy you or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he confirmed to them by oath. Preach Moses. Moses was telling the people, whatever you do, God is going to bless you. But if you fall by the wayside, if you turn left, when he said turn right, you'll wish you hadn't. And so again, I ask you this morning, what are you looking for? If you're looking for what God wants to give you and bless you with and encourage you and uplift you and give you guidance, then you keep looking in the right place. But if you're going to go out here after God has blessed you so, raised you properly, it's like Isaiah said, God planted a tree, a good tree, good seeds in a good place, good soil. And so obviously he expected good fruit. And he waited for the appropriate time, for the right time. And what came forth? Rotten fruit. And God said, how in the world did I get rotten fruit when I planted good seeds for a good tree in a good place in good soil? And he says, you know what? This ain't happening. I'm going to tear down this tree. Is that what you want in your life? God has blessed you. God has given you the best and you disrespect it. You go off on your own tangent. God knows how to take back what he gave you. I ask you again this morning, what are you looking for? Because God help you if it ain't good and you find it. This is Weekly Encouragements by Nomware Faith Word Finding Ministries. Tell a friend and let the church say, Amen. Nehemiah 8, 6, and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen. Amen. Lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worship the Lord with their faces to the ground. When we receive a word from the Lord, our answer should be, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. Let the church say, Amen. Let the church say, God has spoken, so let the church <laughs> say amen. Let the church let them say amen. If you believe the word, let the whole church say amen. God has spoken. So let the church Yes, yes, yes. Say amen.
Speak, Lord. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. God hmm. has spoken. So let the church say amen. No. Thank you, Lord. God has spoken. Yes, yes, yes. So let the church say amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you now. We have stumbled and fallen, gotten back up by your grace. But for whatever reason, we keep on stumbling and falling. Maybe that's because we are made from the dust. You know our frame is weak. And we ask you to help us now. Build us up where we're torn down. Strengthen us where we're weak. Prop us up on every leaning side. Oh, God, help us to make better decisions. Help us to hang around people who want something in life. In the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to want better so we can do better. God, we need you because everything is competing with you. They want to take us from you. And I, we know it. The world, the flesh, the devil all wants to take us from you speak to our hearts now speak to our souls put things in our lives allow circumstances and situations to happen in our life that cause us to say yes lord i want to grow i want to prepare for my journey to heaven in the name of jesus oh god this is my prayer thank you now for their answer and the blessing Let the church say, say.